quality podcast. Um, before I get into it, um, I'm going to just kind of ramble about the movie Prisoners with Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, a, because it's one of my favorite movies. B, because I'm tired and I need to find a way to stay awake and stimulated. But um, yeah, first off, to explain why I'm doing the road trip I'm doing. Um, it's weird because you don't see parents, uh, especially when you move, life happens. It's weird what you take for granted. And, uh, you know, it's weird. You know, they parents sacrifice for children, and since I don't have kids, I can't understand what that's like. And I know when it, get, it gets to a point for parents where obviously they don't ask for college money back. It's amazing what parents do, especially mine. And it's it's an interesting flip as they age and I age. What parents, all they want is time. They want to see you. Which is so uh, minuscule, yet so meaningful, yet in this world we live in now, so difficult. <laughs> so... Um, Thus, the last-minute road trip with uh, my dog Izzy and I. Just cramming it in and driving there. It's supposed to be a six-hour drive. It turned into nine because it's New Year's and I had to go through Vegas. So that was absurd. But anyway, getting uh, to the movie Prisoners. I was just listening to Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes. Uh, they have a podcast called Jay and, Jay and Silent Bob Get Old. And they reviewed Guardians of, Guardians of the Galaxy. And it made me just for some reason... Made me think of a movie I just rewatched the other day, uh, *Prisoners* with Hugh Jackman, Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, Terrence. I'm gonna I can't remember Terrence Howard, um, but mostly Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal. It's uh, all this is a spoiler. It's a movie about a father, um, Terrence Stamp. I can't remember the the, the the black dude from the first Iron Man before the other guy took the role. Um, original Iron Man. Um, those two fathers, their daughters go out playing and end up disappearing, and the way the, they shoot it, they feed us, the audience, we know as much as the main characters know, so it's not like we're in on the, who the bad guy is. So there's a lot of circumstantial occurrences that lead the parents to think it's this one kind of creepy, mentally uh, childish adult character. I forget the actor that plays him, but he's, he was really good in this. Uh, it, it leads him to believe he's the kidnapper. There's a very uh, messed up sexual under, sexual uh, assault undertone to that. And uh, Hugh Jackman, uh, people give me crap, but I, I really, I have a genuine and, uh, appreciation of his uh, acting abilities. I mean, who can play Wolverine, do some... Broadway crap, dance, sing, uh, come back to Wolverine. I mean, he's played Wolverine for like 17 years. And then uh, then you see movies like this and The Prestige, where he does stuff, you know, that's equally as dramatic. And I think, honestly, this is his best, honestly, his best performance. Um, God, I forgot who the director is, too. But this was an astounding performance on his part. Uh, he plays a weak character, um, you know, he's just a father trying to make ends meet, his daughter is missing, and Jackman really, uh, brings a lot to it, it's really impressive, um, you see, it's interesting, you start to, I don't know if it's just the simple way they had him have a goatee, you've never seen Hugh Jackman with a goatee, you've seen him with Wolverine chops or clean 
shaven and the goatee and um, I forgot who his wife is in this movie she's amazing too um, but it, it takes you a hot minute to kind of get into it and you kind of just deal with it and you realize you just follow this weak father character on his journey trying to find his daughter and then the um, uh, Jill and Hall plays the uh, detective that's on the case and uh, so there's Hall that wants to find the bad guy and believes the same stuff that Jackman's seen to be true. Like he's led to believe it's the same uh, person that did the kidnapping, but he knows as a cop he can't just jump to conclusions. He needs hard evidence. He finds, you know, there's some twists and turns. But there's something interesting Hall does is, I don't know the age difference, but he the way they made the movie is he definitely is a younger guy than Jackman. Uh, in real life and as the characters but he steps up and brings it to this guy but it's also not this arrogance it's, it's really impressive when Jackman really lays it into uh, Hall about you know find my daughter why aren't you doing anything Hall is an equally uh, strong force to be reckoned with but it isn't this indignant youthful thing it's, it's pretty impressive Hall, I think is a very uh, unappreciated actor he, he's really good at what he does um, I did a lot of, I went down the YouTube uh, rabbit hole that night, and uh, I don't know if he's a method actor per se, but he really gets into his characters, not in a messed up way, like, oh, I can't recover for 20 years, I, I call them light switch actors, he can flip that switch, do his thing, flip it off, go home and be normal, I think like Robin Williams, unfortunately I think it, his demons did get the best of him, but if you've seen any of his movies, uh, like One Hour Photo, if you see any of the B-roll or like the mind these scenes footage, he's joking around, they go, okay, get ready, action, and then he's instantly a sociopath. And it's it's amazing to see him do that, this light switch thing. He doesn't have to get all Daniel Day-Lewis and be messed up for a year after shooting, you know, to his throne. But Joe Hall does this thing in there where, uh, I remember the first time I saw Prisoners, <laughs> he has this uh, eye, eye twitch. Um, like, it's subtle, where you just go, oh, Jill and Hall just blinks a lot. But then, you realize it's, it's, it has a reason, and I don't know, I can't say if Jill and Hall planned it. I mean, I know he did it for the character, but I don't know if he associated it with stress in the character, or if he associated it with tension, or what, but there was, it was a very subtle nuance that really, that, I hate this phrase, but it humanized him. It made him kind of real, didn't look at Hall and I think, I mean, he's a good looking dude, he's a pretty boy actor, and it's really hard to get past that, so I don't know, it, I don't think it's a gimmick, but for him to find these little nuances, it helps us focus on the character, not the actor, and he does this, and he also has, like, he has this kind of, it's a, the, the movie's based in, like, a small kind of, maybe, like, Jersey town, I can't remember, somewhere in the east, northeast, but, uh, he has, like, this edge to him that make, leads you to believe he was, like, in some, like, drug gang division in some big city, because he has kind of a big city haircut, he doesn't blend in with the local folk, um, you know, he wears his buttons, he doesn't wear a tie, but he buttons his shirt all the way to the top, which has kind of this, like, former, this prisoner look to it, you know, and he, uh, uh, what was the other thing? Oh, and he has, like, you can see a neck tattoo, kind of just 
poking out of the collar of his shirt, you know, so it just kind of makes you assume he was part of like a gang investigation unit or something shady that really took its toll that brought him to this smaller town. Uh, and, uh, and he really brings it. It's really cool. Like, he, he stays, his character's pretty intense the whole time. You know, you see, you see, he's always at a, like an eight or a nine, but they're different level, different genres, if you will, of 8 and 9. Like, it's an intense 8, or a contemplative 9. You know, he's not one, he's one level as far as intensity, but he's multi-tiered as far as his, uh, the application of that intensity. So, it's really cool, you know, he doesn't show a lot of weakness, but you see him as a human dealing with this, this grief-stricken father's, you know, plight, trying to find this daughter. And the whole undertone is that we all know from, you know, from real modern world, you know, when kids are kidnapped, you have like a really short amount of time to find them or they're gone forever. And Jackman's character knows this. Um, so he's desperate. And uh, here's the big spoilers. He captures the guy who he firmly believes did it. Um, and, you know, kind of questions him a little bit and then ends up interrogating him and then ends up beating the living shit out of this guy. He's he's so certain that it's his, this the guy kidnapped, molested, and potentially killed his daughter, that he's willing to do horrible things that he knows is wrong, but he finds a way to justify it because there's an innocent girl uh, at stake. So he does things that, like, it's, you know, like, if you saw Wolverine do these things, you'd be like, oh, that makes sense, it's Wolverine. But Jackman paints, and the director and the writer build up this desperate father that makes it you realize that this guy doesn't is, this isn't in his DNA to just beat like there's a scene where he beats him with a hammer breaks his fingers you know Jackman just brings it and the director and the writer and the, uh, Jackman they build that character so you go holy shit if I was in that situation what would be that, that light switch for me to justify these actions and then it goes even further where Jackman realizes he can't this isn't working and he builds a, like a little torture chamber in a shower that goes scalding hot or freezing cold water only. So it literally burns him. And then the makeup effects they do and the way they shoot the lighting on the, the character that he's torture, torturing with boiling hot water. I mean, you see this and you just go, you can see what it smells like. And uh, so, I don't know, here, my note, my whatever, uh, acting-wise, for anybody that's a wannabe actor or current actor, this is a movie to watch because they're really intense, believable performances by, and for me, I look at actors like them because, for example, Tom Cruise, he's Tom Cruise in everything. He's so big, he's too big for himself. He can't, I think the last character I personally saw him get lost in, or that I lost him in, um, was uh, Magnolia. Was it Magnolia? Yeah, where he's like, you know, like this, uh, he's kind of like one of the, he's like the perverse version of Tony Robbins. Like, he's a sleazeball, and you see this scene where he breaks down over his dying father. That was the only time I've ever seen something where I was like, that's not Tom Cruise, that's the character. And it's not his, it's not his fault per se, as far as his acting. I think when he gets into it, he's a good actor. He does a lot of the same roles, and, you know, that's awesome. I'd kill to have all his roles. But it, it's, so it might be the roles, it might be the scripts, you know, but, but it, I think personally it's to the point where it's Tom Cruise. You can't, I mean, oh, and like, like I 
that's when he was in Tropic Thunder. That was funny when they put on the fat suit. He looked like a creepy uh, producer. Uh, that was awesome. He got lost in that comically, of course. And uh, But yeah, it's hard to lose Tom Cruise in any character. And so, people that are that big, Gyllenhaal and Jackman are just on that radar. But they do so well with the roles they choose. And this script and the director in this movie, uh, Prisoners, over them a way to undermine their actor names and actually be the characters so acting wise it's a good movie to watch because for people that this is uh, the disclaimer here is I don't want to come across cocky but if anybody that's in the acting industry or the entertainment industry this is just a weird superficial uh, I don't know barely I'll say maybe fact big dude with blue eyes that's <laughs> decent looking with muscles they're going to assume you can't act or they can't see you acting weak or dramatic you know it's just the nature of the beast judging a book by its cover that's what Hollywood runs on you know and I, you can't fault anybody for that it's just it is it is what it is so for people like Jackman and Gyllenhaal to um, uh, what's the word rise above that I think it's a really good uh, exercise for actors to watch because you see that weakness. I mean, you could watch Jake, you could watch uh, Jackman in, in Wolverine, any Wolverine movie, and then see him in, and then watch Prisoners next, and you you'll swallow it, you'll buy it. Um, I don't know his methodology or his acting training, but he he. I, I mean, I think I don't know. I don't think Jackman has kids. To be honest with you, I, I should know that. But he, you buy him as a father, as a weak father who's short on money, who works as a carpenter. You buy it. Um, you know, you see past it. It takes you a minute to get lost in the movie, but you see past it. Same with Jonah. I think Jonah's good because he he doesn't normally do a lot of huge, big budget Hollywood movies. Most of his movies are very well picked. Um, I don't know. If they're not going to be. They're not indies, but they're not mainstream, but they're not, you know, I don't know what you'd call them, because, like, um, I just forgot the Southpaw, that boxing movie. Basically, Rocky, I mean, a uh, huge boxer that fall, that, you know, comes crashing down, has to start from scratch and build his way up again. But you deal with it, you swallow it, and it wasn't a mainstream movie, per se. Uh, you know, and he was even in that movie um, with uh, Ryan Reynolds, uh, in outer space, and ironically, spoiler, he dies like five seconds in, <laughs> and he plays like the, uh, the, the, the the ship's like maintenance guy, and you buy it, um, but he's one of those actors that you can get lost in, uh, like if you haven't seen Nightcrawler, watch that, uh, the dude is really good, and I think it's always cool to have a, um, this, this really demeans what I'm about to say, but it's cool to have a, a, a gimmick, by gimmick, I mean like a, 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 a thing, like I think if you've seen 12 Monkeys with Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt has like this crossed eye and he has this twitch and a very unique physicality, but if you look closely, he does this thing with his fingers that doesn't just, you don't even see it unless I've now told you, where it's, it's a physical twitch that connects him to the character somehow, and Gyllenhaal does that with a lot of his characters. Um, in Prisoners, like I said, it's the eye twitch. Uh, I think, don't quote me on this, I think he asked for the neck tattoo. And uh, that was really cool. You know, it, he, I, I really strongly feel he had a backstory that created this character. Um, because he does not fit in with this city. You can tell he's not a 
shot it where maybe they did it with CGI after the fact. I don't know. Nowadays they can do anything, but it's such. I think every take with him is because he stays awake all night, so he's jacked up on caffeine and everything. They don't show him ever blinking, if I remember hearing or reading it right. And so Chilnall has these little nuances where. I don't know, I mean, movies are, you know, it's hard to find something unique anymore, and he finds a way to pick unique projects, and then he also finds a way to make unique characters, and, you know, it's not, I, I fail to believe in the script is said, um, whatever the character's name, he, he blinks a lot, you know, I, I bet that was Gyllenhaal's call, or designed with the writer, director, during a conversation, uh, but I fail to believe that was in the script, just a second, is he's, whining she's having a nightmare in the back seat which makes me happy because I mean she's sleeping this truck is really loud because <coughs> he's the best travel dog I've traveled all over this country with her she's awesome uh, but yeah so any actors watch that movie because it really you know don't come up with a gimmick for the sake of a gimmick because that's a waste um, sometimes you have to and you have to kind of force it and it'll kind of kind of like I would imagine like what it's like to be a stand-up comedian maybe like you'll have a, a concept and you, you'll definitely be pretty rough to start with and it'll work it's, it'll evolve or devolve in, in such a manner that it plugs in during rehearsals or during your character and actor homework but yeah don't just do it for the sake of it because then that's annoying um, it'll then the audience will just be staring at that thing it'll you know they'll hate your performance said, I don't know, I really can't pinpoint what Jackman did, is he, he just brought a performance that uh, made you believe he's a, a weak father, and uh, it was pretty awesome, it was very uh, believable, very swallowable, but for these two, you know, type A stud actors to play these two different, these characters that I wouldn't put them in, it's, it's to both of their credits, it's very, very, very well done. So actors, watch it, learn from it, take note from it. Uh, and that is uh, my rambling on the movie Prisoners with Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal. Watch it, comment, uh, rate and review on iTunes. And uh, if you have any suggestions or anything uh, for future podcasts, I literally do everything. This is uh, My podcast is called A Day in the Life Of.